Hey, so good morning, Momentum. We're here this morning. Uh, uh, it's, it's a pleasure for me to be here to talk to you this morning about uh, God's Word. Man, what I can't think of a better subject to talk about in a church than God's Word. And so, uh, and, and going into God's Word, we're going to start off this morning with uh, talking from 2 Timothy. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to his young protege, Timothy. And so here's what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. He said, All Scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. He gives the soul right away. For what reason? So we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, even though there was not much New Testament scripture in Timothy's day, you know, they, they had the Old Testament. Now, there was not much New Testament scripture. There, there, are, there are scriptures, and I love the way scripture does this, scripture that points to the fact that New Testament is scripture. What am I saying? So I'm, I'm looking at 1 Timothy 5, 18, right? And it says this, For scripture says, uh, this is uh, the Apostle Paul talking, For scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is tre uh, treading out the grain. Now, this is, that's one that preaches love, because basically it says, Pay me, okay? All right, and... Uh, and the, uh, and the worker deserves his wages. And the Apostle Paul was making that argument. That's exactly what he was saying as he talked about care for elders and pastors. He was talking about that. But here's what I want to point out to you this morning. Uh, Paul is quoting, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Deuteronomy chapter 25, he's quoting Old Testament. But then when he says the worker deserves his wages, he's quoting Luke. He's quoting some New Testament. So even back then, he was acknowledging that New Testament is scripture. Okay, and, and then uh, uh, th there's also 2 Peter 3, verses 15 through 16. Now, when we think of 2 Peter, we think of Peter. Peter and Paul served together, right? So, so, so Peter, Peter is talking about the Apostle Paul here. He says, uh, starting in verse 15, And regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you as also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things are hard to understand. Hey, Paul, you can get a little wordy there sometimes, he's basically saying, which uh, the untaught and unstable distort, as they do also the rest of the scripture. The rest of the what? The rest of the scripture. He's saying that Paul's letters already are scripture. So I wanted to make that point as we talk about the all scriptures God breathed. I want to make the point that even though we're talking this is a New Testament letter that is written, he's talking about uh, the Old Testament and he's also talking about letters that are circulating even in that day. Those are considered scripture and so they are God breathed. OK, so so as he talks about as he talks about that. Uh, he, he goes back, he goes to Timothy and he's telling Timothy why it's important for you to follow these scriptures. So I'm going to go back to 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 to 15. And this, this, this kind of directly precedes what we started off with. It says, Paul says to Timothy, he says, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. He's, and, and, and where did Timothy get this from? Timothy got this from his mother. And so Paul is talking to Timothy about these, these are things that you, you, were raised, you, you were raised on these things. You were taught these things as a youth. Okay. Now, uh, Paul, uh, Timothy traveled with Paul. We see in Acts chapter 16, uh, Timothy is uh, traveling with Paul. And uh, one of the things that we note there is that, he, uh, that Timothy's mother and his father is mentioned. 
Timothy's mother is the one who, uh, who and, and his grandmother are the ones who taught him scripture. Timothy's father, uh, it says in, in Acts chapter 16, I think probably in verse 1, it says he, uh, he was a Greek, but it doesn't say much more about him. So I am getting the impression, and other people get the impression, he was not the overly religious guy. And if he was, he wasn't the one doing the teaching in the home. He was getting, Timothy was getting it from his mother, okay? What am I saying here? You know, uh, all scripture is God-breathed. And part of that means, parents, we have a responsibility as a couple, but even as individuals, even if the other one doesn't, we have a responsibility. If we believe it and we believe it leads to salvation and we believe that this is God's word and it's God breathed, we have a responsibility to pass this on to our children, just like Timothy's mother did. She passed it on to him. So, you know, we want it to be a partnership in our homes, but even if it's not a partnership, you, the believer, it's your responsibility. This is what you do. So. Uh, so in the book of Hebrews, as we talk about God's word, uh, the book of Hebrews in the chapter four says this about God's word. It says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, I want to just land on that for a minute, if I might. The Hebrew writer is describing God's word. He's describing that God's word, uh, you know, as he said, is, is it is alive and active. What does that mean to us? It, mean, it means to me that it's applicable in my alive life today. It's alive like right now. OK, uh, it's, it's, it's as relevant today as it was when it was written. Um, he says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Now, uh, when I think of sharper than any double-edged sword, I got to tell you, I've been around some folks who think that sharper than any sword uh, translates into sword fighting. It does not. <laughs> what I mean when I say sword fighting. There are people who spend more time sword fighting each other over what the scripture says. And I mean, Christian on Christian about it, it says this, it says that, it means this, it means that. And there's room for, there's room, good room for, you know, for good uh, scriptural uh, 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 learning, good scriptural debate about certain things. Some things are debatable, some things are not. Uh, interpretation is debatable. God's, once I understand it, that's not debatable. It's not debatable. Should I be debating God about what I understand that he has said? But, you know, debating God's word, is, that's not a whole, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. In fact, uh, that's how we learn sometimes. However, I have seen people who have taken the Bible and they kind of beat each other up with it. And then sometimes they'll go to a non-Christian and beat them up with the scripture. And, and they're talking to a non-Christian and they're, they're saying, well, it says there in the book of Hebrews that and the script and, and this non-Christian, some are saying, and who's the Hebrews? What are you, what are you talking about? And in fact, I remember myself one time when I, when I was retiring, a guy came to uh, spoke of, uh, uh, at my uh, retirement ceremony. And he said this about me. He said, yeah, Keith, uh, Keith would at some time he would talk to me about this guy named Paul. Paul said this and Paul said that. And, and it dawned on me at that time that I was talking to a guy who didn't know who Paul was. Now, uh, that guy is a Christian today who teaches that same Apostle Paul. But my point is, sometime we, we, can, we, can, we can take this word of God and we can, go, we, we can uh, apply it to other people in a way that they, they really don't get it. Now, me talking to that friend of mine, by the way, his name was Keith also. Me talking to that friend of mine wasn't a big issue because, you know, it was a very uh, casual, casual conversation. But sometime... Just because the word is sharp and it's described as a sword, we don't use it to go sword fight people. We don't, we don't use it to cut people up with. We use it actually to help people get a better understanding of who God is, okay? Um, the, the, the word of God is also, there's a, there's a judicial power of God's word. God is already telling us 
how certain things are to be judged. Okay, he's telling us how he would judge and how certain things are to be judged. There's a judicial piece to this, and God is sovereign, and He is the He is the judge. And so the Word of God is telling us upfront God's expectation, how God judges situations, how God judges certain things, and then there's certain things we just won't know, you know, because God is the one who quote judges the heart. Okay, and there's certain things we won't know, so we're not capable of. But God's word is. God's word is capable of judge. Okay, there's a judicial piece to God's word. Uh, the surgical sharpness and accuracy of God's word. You know, it cuts soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Now, there's a lot of people who don't even know that, who, who haven't realized that soul and spirit are two different things. Because they're so, in our language, they're so intertwined, okay, that we kind of see them as the same thing. The scripture is telling us here that no, they're two separate things, okay? Uh, the soul is that piece of you that, 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 that lives, the spirit, the spirit of God is, is that spirit that is, that is in you. That, it's that spirit uh, who, 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 uh, who, who leads us, God leads us through his Holy Spirit, right? The soul is kind of like the, it's the machine, okay? It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's how we live, we breathe, we, uh, we function off, off, off of our soul. Uh, we could go more and deeper into that at some other time, but here's my point. The scripture saying here, what we just read in Hebrews, that the word of God slices, it, it can, it's intertwined to us. The word of God slices through all of it and said, you know, here's the difference. Here's the soul. Here's the spirit. It separates even that. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, 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 the, 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 also the, the word of God is also the most accurate guidance available. It is the most accurate guidance that we are ever going to get. Okay. Um, the, 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 the writer of Psalms talks about the, the word of God being a lamp unto my feet. It's guiding my way. I remember this being preached on by Matt and maybe some others who talked about how the, the lamp that guides my feet is not some light that shines way out ahead of me, even though there is a light that shines, shines ahead. But right now, what I need is to know where my next step is. And sometimes I need to know that. And this is the most accurate uh, guidance that we're ever going to get. Uh, you know, you, have you ever, you ever, you ever, you ever uh, cook something or open a package or whatever. And it says on the package for best results, shake 10 times for best results. Turn the oven to 300. Me, I just crank the oven. I crank it to hot. That's it'll cook it. Right. OK, but for best and I don't get best results. OK, so for best results, follow God's word for best results. We go we go to the word of God. We understand, as, as Paul told Timothy, uh, uh, about the usefulness of God's word, but we also understand the capabilities of God's word as we read about in the book of, of Hebrews. Okay, okay, so for best results, let's follow God's word. And sometimes we'll wonder why we don't get best results. And we don't get best results because uh, we didn't follow the instruction. It said turn the temperature to 300. And me, I'm just thinking if the oven's hot, that should work. Okay, uh, God's word is us to do a certain thing. It's not very popular in the culture today, or it just doesn't go along with who I am as an individual, how I identify myself, etc. And so I don't want to follow it. Well, okay, but you don't don't expect best results. Okay, uh, for best results, follow God's word. It's a letter of instruction from Him to you personally. Personally, think think about it now. Everybody has a Bible. There's Bibles all over the place. But you know what? God was talking to you. He was talking to me. And I can apply it to other people, and I do. But it's a letter from God to you, from, uh, from God to you personally. And it addresses any and all issues. I once held a class. I once held a Sunday school class. And I told people this. You tell me what to talk about. And I will go to God's word 
and we will find what God's word speak on it. Now, it may not speak on it in the in the language that you're used to, but there's nothing God's word doesn't cover. There are no situations where I can't go to God's word and talk about it. You want to talk about drugs. You want to talk about gun control. You want to talk about uh, how to raise your kids. You want to talk about what kind of life you should live. You should live. You, you want to talk about the issue. God's word provides guidance for it. And I'll make that challenge to you as well. Uh, hit me up with it if you want to. OK, God's word uh, is, 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 is uh, uh, addresses any and all issues, even though it may not use the names and the terminologies that we use today when we talk about those same issues. So going back to slide one, can you go back to slide one, please? He's, he says, uh, Paul says uh, to Timothy in Second Timothy that all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, uh, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So let, let me give you some takeaways from this, from these verses, what, what this verse is saying. Uh, and the three takeaways that we'll actually find there, okay? The first one is scripture is inspired. It is God breathed. Uh, the early church believed that, uh, it believed exactly the same thing. Uh, as Peter said this, he, he would say, no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy, prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So, so the early church believed it, and there's no reason why the later church, don't know where, where, where we at, I, I, I think we might be toward the end, but that's a different story. Okay, uh, but the early church believed that, the scripture says it about itself, and that's what we need to take on board, is, is that, uh, that, that the scripture comes from God. You see, because if I don't think the scripture comes from God, if I think that it was just some guy named Peter, you know, who was a rough fisherman who actually cut a guy's ear off one time and he sang something to me and I don't really need to, 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 to listen to Peter because he had this kind of attitude and that kind of attitude, then it leaves me room for debate with God's word. Again, debating interpretation is one thing. Debating what I understand or get an interpretation is a different thing. I don't debate God, okay? And so if, if I believe that's all it is, it's a, collector, a collection of just writings, and we could have added Shakespeare and, and somebody else to it and, 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 and had some good writing. If I believe that about God's word, then uh, there's a good chance I'm not going to allow it to be uh, the, uh, uh, I'm not going to see it and feel it as God's inspired word to me and to you. OK, uh, if it's not God's word, then you do have a license for debate. If it is God's word, debating what the scripture means is one thing. Debating God is another thing. The second point is it says scripture is useful. Um, the apostle uses two points of, wor uh, of words to flesh out scripture's usefulness and, and, profit uh, and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The first pair of those words are teaching and reproof. And they have to do with doctrine. It's about doctrine. Where do you get your doctrine from? Where do you, where do you stand at? What, what do you stand on? And so it's good for teaching and reproof, okay? The second pair of words are for correction and, and training in righteousness. These have to do with our conduct. These have to do with us understanding uh, who, we, who we are and uh, how we ought to be uh, living our lives. So God's word, remember we talked about the fact that God's word was, is the most accurate guidance we'll ever get. Uh, this is, that's what this scripture said to us. So uh, uh, the correction comes from the Greek word for straight, which the New, Test, uh, the, the New Testament renders it, it, it straightens us out. It's good for, it's good for correction or for straight, straightening us out. 
Uh, God's word is, is, uh, word is useful in a very practical way. Okay. Um, and it's and it's and it's good for training in righteousness. And sometimes we have to look at well, what is righteousness? There's God's righteousness. And then there's a righteousness that God expects of us. And that, and that righteousness is simply, am I following God's word? Am I trying to live according to the scripture? So, so, so in training in righteousness. And then here's the third point that, 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 that Paul has sent to Timothy in these verses. He sent Paul ends the, the, the section of the, of the, on, on the sufficiency of scripture by saying, the man or the servant of God may be completely equipped for every good work. The person who takes the time to deep dive into God's word, to understand what God is saying, to have that commune with God through his word, through prayer, uh, that person is going to be far better equipped than the person who just goes and hits it up. Every time I think I have an issue, I think I want to look up, I'll go look up this issue, etc. No, we need to take the deep dive into God's word. Take a look, take a look at it. Uh, the testimony of God's holy word is that it is the a breath and that it is everything to believers. It is his breath and it's everything to believers. This sets the standard for the proper regard for the scripture uh, of the old and the new covenant. So uh, this is why the psalmist devoted 176 verses of Psalm 119. Read it some time. Okay, write that down. Uh, Psalm 119, which is 176 verses. He devoted it to the celebration of the scripture using the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet as a structure. Basically from A to Z is what he's saying. We, God's word covers everything from A to Z. So momentum. In effect, he said God's word is everything from A, Z T, from a to Z. The scriptures are life. And that's what we want to walk away with. So don't uh, wonder and hunger about direction in your life. Go to the letter that God breathed and wrote to you personally. And that's where we're going to find life. That's where we're going to find all these things that Paul said to Timothy. Uh, God bless you and thank you.